life on the road. It's these tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and these fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Thanks for joining the road stories, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano. <clears throat> Part of the All Things Comedy Network. I don't want to brag. Are you part of the All Things Comedy yes, Network? Yes, I am. Jay Larson? Part of the All Things Comedy Network. Okay. And I don't think there's anything bragging about it at all. I think it's a great community to be a part of. I said I didn't want to brag. Yeah, no, that's So I'm right. not bragging. Sure. Sounds good. Yeah. Sitting uh, in with me today uh, is comedian Jay Larson. And in the co-host seat today... Gary Brightwell. The one and only Gary Brightwell coming back. How you doing, well, buddy? Good. It's been a while. It has been a while since I've seen you. What's new? Not much, man. Just... Off the road. It's a strong. You're gonna name. need to speak up, uh, Gary. I think uh, Brightwell. I think you're well. Yeah, you're gonna need to speak up, Gary. Yeah, this is the first time you and I've met. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna need to speak up, Gary. What? What? Well, how more much do you need me to? Yeah, jeez, I got me eating a mic. Quite. Let me tell you something. Every <laughs> time I've been here, there's a technical difficulty. There's <laughs> always a technical you difficulty. Fried two boards. This is, I didn't fry them. You're a piece of shit. This is the thing. <laughs> you, you send a comedian here, try to do something that a professional does, and what do you do? You should set the levels and then spot weld them just so they're there. I have set the levels, and then my kid gets into or just it and use, starts playing with the knobs. So does mine. Yeah, well, but, that's why I have that one. That, that broken mixer up there is the one my kid plays Why with. don't you just use like whiteout and put whiteout there so you know that's like where the level should be? Yeah. You know why I'm going to do or that? tape. You know why I'm going to do that? Because I said to? Because I had a dream about this show last night. Mm-hmm. I forgot about it till just now. It was me... A girl I went to high school with named Kamala Malik. Wow, this is this, so weird. This goes deeper than we thought. <laughs> this is so weird. Uh, Kamala. My dad. God rest his soul. No, he's with us. He is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually, uh, that'll apply. And, At some and, point when someone hears this. I'll like, tell him. I'm going to see him next week. So I'll tell him that you wish him well after he dies. Sure. And he's a preacher. He's fine. He's going to heaven. Is he still preaching? He's retired. You retire from that? Yeah. He just preaches to anyone he meets. He just stop. <laughs> is it really yeah. retired? He's like, I'm just going to stop. Same with comedy. I feel like it's when what we're it done, is. no it's one's st- going to care. No one's no. going to throw a party and be like, hey, he's done. Big retirement party. People are going to be like, didn't you Didn't you, Didn't you? you stop like two years ago? <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ, kind of. And, so, and you. So it was me, Kamala Malik, you, and my dad were sitting down to do this podcast. Mm, Gary might have been here. I don't remember. And then my dad... Couldn't hear Gary. My, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dad looked at the knobs and just went zero, 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 zero. I'm like, Dad, what are you doing? He's, He's like, like, we got to set the levels. We just we'll want you to notch. hear the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord is the only one you should hear. So sorry, I went off on that dream rant. I apologize. At least he didn't go to 666. Oh. Ooh, come on. What See how doing? he did that? You know, what, you, know what, did. you know what? My dad, now my dad uh, works at Hertz Rent-A-Car. Are you kidding me? Yeah, there's no retirement plan in uh, in preachers. You can get the insurance if you wish. <laughs> for you have been mistaking my first. People are like, what is good, dude? You could do a whole web series on what your dad could do for work after a time oh, for being a preacher and the different jobs that would be fucking. Oh, that is high. so funny. I tried to do a web series of Hannibal Lecter trying to like ingratiate himself or like get back into the real world after getting out of jail. So I did one where he like tried to become like went and interviewed to be a roommate with people and then became their roommate uh-huh. and then one where he like tried to become a bartender and got a job bartending and it was like you know in the roommate one someone's like going to the bathroom and he pops up out of the tub and like what's the matter jordan are you looking for toilet paper but you can't escape the feelings you like you know like crazy <laughs> like he's always leaving the milk empty and shit like why do you need the milk does it soothe you so <laughs> anyhow so you've been off the road gare yeah. No. Just, no more private jets for a while. No. No. I haven't. Oh, I haven't worked with Engvall in over over a year and a half now. Oh, get it? Really? Yeah. Let me hear. Tell me about the private jet experience. You want? Okay. Here's the greatest thing about the private jet. When I first, when he first, how was, long did you open for him? Mm, well, five years, four or five years. Oh, you guys are good friends. Yeah. yeah and we're I heard good friends. he treats his people well. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, well, because you know. I think a lot of people don't know this, but like you can go open for certain guys. There were some guys, a couple guys that took care of me, and I know guys, headliners that really take care of their openers, mm-hmm. and then other headliners that are doing really well, and they're just like, oh, yeah, you get what you get, and that's yeah. it. But I heard that uh, Engvall always took care of yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, it was really, it was a great gig. But the first time we took the jet, 
it was like, you know, we had to we had to get the jet in Van Nuys. So I had to drive all the way to Van Nuys from Redondo Beach. Look at this comedian's oh, already bitching about oh, the fucking yeah. drive to, to get drive the to Van private jet. What's wrong but with John Wayne? Was like, Can't go to John Wayne Airport. But it's like the the the, the plane's leaving at twelve ten. I go, what time do I need to be here? He goes, twelve oh nine. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the best part about it. There's yeah. no there's no standing in in a TSA line. And then you that, valet you know, your car, right? Uh, sometimes they do. Yeah, yeah. Usually you can just drive right out to the car. I mean, right out to the plane, and then just give the keys to the guy, and he just. You know, I mean, come it's on, it's pretty, pretty great. Sweet. What was the farthest you flew? Because I don't care if you're on a private jet. If it's going to Vegas, you're like, eh, yeah, you want to enjoy it. Oh, all the way across. All you know to to Carolinas or Florida <sighs> or you know the greatest thing is is also. You do the show, let's say you're in Peoria, Illinois. Mm-hmm. You do the show, go straight to the airport, get on a plane, and you fly home. You're laying in bed. It's still maybe three in the morning, but you're like, I just did a show in Peoria. Now <laughs> yeah. I'm in my own bed. That's amazing. It's so great. Costa told me that when he did, I think he did Vegas with Tosh, and it was the same thing. Tosh, as soon as they left, boom, out the door. Because anyone who's doing private jets... I've been doing it long enough to know that you don't want to be fucking hanging around. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. And you just go to the next town, next city, and then somebody picks you up, takes you to the hotel, and then, you know, that way the pilots can sleep all night and they're ready for the next day. Were you just doing one-nighters or you guys just... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you just do one night in one city, one night in that city, and then come home. And how big were these audiences? 3,000. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) That's just sick. What's what's your biggest audience? One time I opened for Swartz and at a college, and it was like 6,300 kids. Wow. That's big. But that was the only time. After that, I think the next was a, a 2,000, which was like once. And then after that, like, you know, a couple 500s there. And there. I think I'm a yeah. 1,500, 1,600. That's yeah. about it. I mean, but 3,000 on the reg. Not only that, you're going to 3,000 people that are all there intentionally. Yeah. Not people like, hey, should we check out comedy tonight? Yeah. No, <laughs> These yeah, people are all like definitely right there. Same oh. with what you do with Regan. It's the same thing. It's just... Oh, yeah. Because no, you just they're, they're for Brian Regan. Amazing. Yeah, but he's on a tour bus. Yawn. <laughs> One minute on a tour bus. <laughs> on a tour bus. <laughs> Near death. But the good thing is, since you open for Regan and Ingvall so much, they're there to see you too, probably. You probably pick up some fans along the way. I don't think I do. No? No. I, but I, right. I, I, it's it's nice to be you know in to be thought of in in Brian Regan's world and Bill Ingvall's oh world that I am a good I, they like me enough to have me on the road with them because I'm not a pain in the ass I'm right. easy to get along with I don't when you're cause clean away. too it's I take clean, it, you, yeah. you can't open Brian Regan if you're not clean yeah right. no exactly I opened for him the last club date he ever did oh yeah yeah oh yeah and I had no idea. I was Ooh. like ignorant stand up. I didn't like grow up like loving stand up or anything or knowing right. much about stand up. I'd seen stand up twice before I ever did it. So when my manager called me and said, Hey, uh, you got booked to host for Brian Regan at Irvine next weekend. I was like, Oh, awesome. Cool. And he goes, All right. And I'm like, All right. And he goes, Do you know who Brian Regan is? Like, <laughs> I think he thought I should be more excited. And I go, No. And he goes, Dude, you're like, This is like, wait till you see this guy. And I remember like him murdering yeah. for like the straight hour just right. murdering and just being in awe yeah 100% clean not even damn or hell came out of his mouth right yeah. and I was just so impressed I call it the him and Engvall do it too it, it's the turbulent sea audience especially in a club you see it in a club where they're on a roll they're just hammering the, the crowd and the crowd is just yeah. It's just like a weird turbulent sea heads moving, laughing. <laughs> it's just, it's really, it's, it's really amazing to watch these guys. Yeah, for sure. No, I, mean, I can't tell my Brian Regan stories. I've told him way too many times on this show, so I'm going to pass. Okay, pass it up. Four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going up to him, though, and just like after like the first two nights and be like, hey, can I ask you? You know, I was hosting and he would just kind of like stick to himself, like just go stand by the bar. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, hey, can I ask you something? He's like, yeah, I'm like, why? How, why are you clean? Like, what? what is it? And he goes, well, there's just so many other words in the dictionary that you could use instead of those words. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy's right. And I went <laughs> yeah. clean. Like, I was clean. That's why I got the gig. But, like, I wasn't 100% clean. And then after that, I just went clean for, like, eight years. You right. Know? Now yeah. I'm kind of like, I mean, I'm still kind of clean. But, like, I can go clean in a second. But right. Well, he told me when he was on the show that he... He's Name like, drop. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Show should, drop. They, should they join the other names that are on the floor? Well, what was that? <laughs> uh, he's like, because I asked him about it. I guess everybody asks him about it. And he's like, well, he's like, I don't sit down and write. I'm going to write the cleanest joke ever. Yeah. You know, he's just like, that's the way I have always been when we would do stupid little sketch sketches at home with me and my friends. It was always the goofy you know, weird stuff that he liked. Yeah. So he just, it's not like he's, it's not intentional. That's just him. Yeah. No. Yeah. As far he's as like, I know. Yeah, this is he, what he said. And he I don't loves, know. Go back and listen to that He episode. loves all kinds of comedy. He He's like a huge David Tell fan. Sure. He, I mean, he sure. loves all that. He just prefers I met him to Jimmy work. Jimmy Dore. Yeah, he just he prefers to work that way. Yeah. Jimmy Bohr. Oh. I heard he beats dogs. Is that true? Ryan Regan? Yeah. No, his yeah, wife. His wife. His wife beats dogs? Oh, no, he beats, no, he his, beats wife. his wife. <laughs> nice. That's real nice, Murray. How to drop it. I got in trouble once, though, with him. Oh, I was going to ask you about that. Because you For, don't you I was never, you starting to do the theaters. I mean, I worked because no, you didn't tell this on the, on the show. I, I, used to, I used to open for him in the clubs, too. Mm-hmm. But then I started doing the theaters with him. So I just thought it was, you know, same as the clubs, you know. So I had jokes where I wasn't really super dirty, but I, you know, I wasn't cursing, but I had you know, content that yeah. was a little bit, Edgy. a little bit off. Yeah. And then you don't realize you look down and there's like an eight year old sitting up front. You wow. Know? So I did this mm-hmm. at this particular, I mean, I just did a, did a regular show and, uh, the week, the weekend was over and I didn't think, you know, didn't think anything of it. Uh, and then like four or five weeks later, I'm on another t- run with him, but I get a phone call before I'm leaving from his manager who's on vacation in Mexico. No. Ooh. I'm like, oh, this guy's got to take time to t- out of his vacation He's like to, to tell you about the reprimand. <laughs> yeah, and so it was basically a reprimand thing saying that uh, some people had complained at the last show mm-hmm. and Brian had felt like, you know. Now, how, how, what did you and say? And Brian and I, were, we're good friends. He was like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to kick him off and not use him anymore, but he needs to know. That's good. And that's what it was. And I happen. was, and I, yeah, I was like, oh, man. I'm, yeah. Do you I'm, remember what you said? Because I remember it wasn't that horrible. It wasn't like you were no, dropping no, F-bombs or anything uh, like that. No, it's just stuff that if you if you have a, a you know, a 9, 10, 12-year-old yeah. kid that might not know something, you have to explain something on the way home, you know. It was like, right. Daddy, what does put out mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, you know. Daddy, what does felching mean? That's yeah. crazy, yeah. 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 So you just you just <laughs> now you just steer away from anything like that. So I, I just the, the idea of performing for children just gives me nightmares. I can't. I hate it. I've done it. Crushing it's the horrible. Kid? Are you good? My I kid. actually wasn't crushing for the kid. I was crushing. I think for us, and he was just like, nah. "You're actually crushing for my wife." Yeah. My wife was laughing. He's like, "Nah, nah, 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 nah," because you know, I told him I was going to take one of his beds. I used to have a nephew, <laughs> and I would always like kids have no concept that things are owned or bought or right, anything. Right. So I used to tell my nephew all the time that I was going to take some of his stuff. And he'd be like, no, nah, you can't take it. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll buy it from you. And he's like, what? <laughs> no, it's like not for sale. I'm like, no, nah, I'll just pay for it. You know, I'll buy it. And he's like, no, I, it's not for sale, though. And I'm like, yeah, but everything's for sale. And he would lose his mind because all of a sudden his he would start like computing like, oh, my God, people have money and they buy things and he's going to buy my shit. And he would freak out. <laughs> you weren't even going to buy my kid. You bet you're just going to take it. Yeah, I actually made my son cry the other night, and I did not mean to. We play on the bed all the time before bed. Like, I'll get him up there and toss him around the pillows and stuff, and he loves dinosaurs right now. So when I go, I go, what's that? And he looks at me. He's not even two, and I go, is there, <laughs> is there a dinosaur under the bed? Is there a dinosaur coming to get us? Is it done? He's like, mom. And he, now he won't even go in our room. Oh, really? Like the other day he walked by and looked at my wife and he goes, dinosaur? And oh. like pointed under the bed. He thinks his dinosaur is under there. My kid thinks there's sharks under ours. Idiots. <laughs> Kids are so dumb. So dumb. So dumb. What's been going on with you, Jay? I'm putting your sunglasses. This is how you conduct interviews? What's been going on with you? What are you, Byron Allen? This is- <laughs> Jay, I hear you have. Uh, Jay, I hear you. I hear, have, you, have a, a, I hear you have a funny story about a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you, Byron Allen, I'll kick you off the show right now. What do you think about those prescriptions? They were prescription. They fucked me up. I didn't realize you had such shitty eyesight. Check this out. Prescription. Do you have? Pres- do you have? Talking eyes? prescription sunglasses I do have right eyes now. And I have glasses. Okay. So I went in and with my eyewear, my eye insurance. See, there you go. I had already had glasses, but I had to go get a new prescription filled. And they said, oh, with your insurance, you get 80% off a pair of glasses, and then you get 50% off a second pair of glasses. And I already had See, those are nice. Those are nice. I already had glasses, 
So I go, you know what? Why don't I just get prescription sunglasses at 80% and 50% off? And I walked out of there with two dope pairs of sunglasses that are prescription. Play it. This is a story you tell on an interview? That's what I've been up to. People all of a sudden, what? Giving <laughs> people what life hacks? To, giving life hacks? <laughs> I had oral surgery recently. Uh, really? Yeah. You ever had mouth surgery? Mm-hmm. No. What'd you have? Wisdom teeth. Yep. How old? Uh, Were you young? I think I was in... I think I was a freshman in high school. Okay. I, this is what I just had out. All of them. All, all four wisdom teeth? I had an infection in a tooth that's in front of the wisdom tooth. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it got infected. And then the back one was infected. Mine are all impacted. So the guy basically had to take out that tooth. And he's like, why don't I take out all your wisdom teeth and that tooth? And then I got a bone graft. But I mean, I was in the emergency room for like four hours and nine, ten pain and just like waiting and waiting. Really? And waiting. Yeah. And then they just novocaine it and then blew up my whole mouth. It was like literally a three week process. Oh. I still got to go back and get an implant and all that stuff. They put you to sleep though. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. All right. I, I came out on fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Into the elevator, there's like an old woman. I just, I just grab her. She's like 86, and I go, "Come on, I need you." And my wife is like dying. She goes, "Oh, he's on drugs." And I look at her. I go, "I'd be doing this anyway." <laughs> I had a tooth pulled at the free clinic when oh I first moved to town. God. It was the worst. This it was, is what road comics have to do: is go to free clinics. Went to the free clinic, and this guy, this dentist, was there. I must have been his community service because he didn't want to be there. And he walks in. He's like, so what's what's wrong today? And I'm like, you tell me. You're the dentist. <laughs> Take a look in there. He's like, I don't have time for this. What, what's wrong? Like, oh, oh, man. Gee, I'm like, I have a really bad toothache. And he looks in. And he goes, all right, we're going to have to pull that tooth. So he just, he just looked at it and said that? Yeah. Shot me one thing of, of Novocaine. <laughs> got uh, basically pliers. Yeah. Gripped it. Pulled it out. Didn't sew it. Gave me like a thing of gauze and said, bite down on that. And change it every half hour. And left. Oh, my God. Did you ever get it replaced? No, no, it was a wisdom tooth. It's oh, okay. Like Dentistry in the Congo. But I kept the tooth. sit on a folding chair. and <laughs> I kept the tooth and had, you the know, grip, the grips from the, from the, uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, and yeah. he put his foot up on the chair to get, to pull oh, it yeah, out. Oh, yeah, man, it's no joke. To pull it out. Pull he put teeth. his foot up on the chair and just like, yay. <sighs> That's the thing. You had no insurance, I take it. Oh, yeah, no, no. Have no. you ever had to do anything with no insurance? Because um, you're a comedian yeah. with, mm-hmm. I had to do STD. Oh no! Really? An STD. What app? app? How did you get that? From an ex. Oh, stay away. Once you close that door, don't open it back up. Well, you I can't, did. You can't. You can't spell sex without X, buddy. Oh, good point. Yeah, and nothing yeah. like breakup sex. Sex with a girl that you used to be with. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's why me and my wife will role play it once in a while. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Get back in here. <laughs> and I had to go to a clinic and get the STD. Hey, test. save it for my kid. He loves that humor. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring it. Let's bring him in here. <laughs> See if Regan wants it. Um. And then I had to, so I had to go to a clinic and get tested. Luckily, my friend was a urologist, right? And I just called her. And I'm like, "Hey, this is what's going on." And she's like, "All right, I'll write you two prescriptions. Go get them." I've had illegal prescriptions done for me a couple times. Really? That time? Well, no insurance. I never had health insurance. Wait, what did you have though? I don't know. I never got diagnosed. Oh, she, she gave just me the, gave you she penicillin gave me the, or whatever. No, it wasn't penicillin. It was like I don't know what these two things were. I took them for like seven days, then went back to the clinic, got tested, clear. Okay. Then you knew to, you had an STD, but you oh, don't yeah. know what it was. Yes. Yeah, I don't need to get into like the symptoms. Yeah, I was, well, <laughs> but they weren't <laughs> no, they weren't on. good. Let's okay. get a notepad. Yeah. But then the other time I got the flu and I got real. I've never been sick. Like all through growing up, I was never sick once. I never missed a day of school that I wasn't skipping. And I got sick and I had no insurance and like I was going on like four days. And I call. I had a friend who was a nurse and she's like, "All right," and she. She snagged a shot of penicillin out of the ER what? and came over to my house and she's like, All right, I'm she's like, Yeah, you definitely are in bad shape. I'm gonna just give you a shot of penicillin. I go, All right. And she's like, You know where you know where I have to give this to you, right? I'm like, Yeah. In the butt, right? And she's like, Yeah. And I'm like, All right. She's like, You're okay with that? And I'm like, Well, like not directly in my asshole, right? <laughs> and she's like, No. And I'm like, All right, then fine, let's do it. And it was unbelievable. Have you ever done penicillin? I probably have. Yeah. I snorted it once. No, you didn't. <laughs> it was the greatest drug I've ever had in my really? life. It Why? took that flu and beat the shit really? out of it. Yeah. And literally in like four hours, I was ready to go. Wow. I stay. I don't go to doctors. <sighs> All right. It's my Warren Zevon uh, approach to life. See how yeah, well man. that turned out for him. Ooh. Appendicitis? Yeah. That hurt? Yeah. Wait, did they take it out? Yeah. Ooh. It was, That's hardcore. I'm surprised more people don't die from that. Because all it is to. is a stomach ache. You have a really bad stomach ache, and you do everything in your power to, to 
remedy a stomach ache, and then finally you just go, I gotta go go to the doctor. I gotta I gotta go to the hospital. Huh. But you don't want to go to the hospital because you know they're like, oh, look at Mister Tummy Ache. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's like. But then, then so go, much tummy hurt. No, you the most were, insecure yeah. thing I've ever heard. In my but then, life. that's your the, the guy that pulled your tooth would have been the like. The minute oh, they you tell were. you, it's, the minute they tell you, oh, you got appendicitis, you're like, thank God I have it. Fucking yes, right, I do. Right. That I do, bitch. Leave it in, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And they gave me Dilaudid. Yeah, that's oh, the, that's the stuff that killed Michael Jackson, right? Man, now he was on propofol. Oh, okay. But I heard Del- my buddy Sickler was just on Dilaudid. Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's like. It's no like joke. someone pours hot honey over top of you. It's just that, oh, the pain goes away and you're just... You're just floating, it's just, right? Oh, that sounds nice. It was really yeah. nice. I had uh, kidney stones. You only get one appendix, though. So. That's what Sickler just had. Oh, really? He yeah. Got, I had kidney stones before I was heading out to Denver to do shows. Oh. And, I, and I, it happened on, like, Monday. And I was like, oh, man. And then they went away. I passed them or whatever. And I was like, I... I don't want to be on a plane and have them come back, or I don't want to be in Denver in the middle of nowhere and have them come back. That was the worst. Yeah, I but bet. I did, but I did. I did. So what you did? You passed them before you left? Yeah, I have. Knock on wood. I've very, I think I've told the story on here before. I've very, like I can pass them myself without going to the. I've had them like three or two or three times. What? And they're very mild, and it's only like really shitty for like a half hour. And oh. just just when I'm about to like call nine one one, it's like oh, right, I'm starting. Well, to feel so better. then Sickler was a little bitch that you were talking about with the tummy <laughs> ache because he I he look was, I'm a rarity. I am a rarity. As yeah. a matter of fact, when I went back to the doctor, I usually go to the doctor the next day, you know, to get checked out. And the doctor said, "Dude, you have insurance. Go to the hospital, take a bunch of drugs, and watch movies next time this happens. Don't don't sit at home and do it yourself." Yeah, of course. And then you get sympathy from your wife, and you're not doing anything. Yeah, it's tight. That's tight. So what have you been up to, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be guy. back with medical talk after this. There's nothing worse than being on the road, though, and being sick. Like oh. You're doing shows, and you're just deathly sick. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. Well, but that's you, the thing that people forget. You have no comforts when you're on the road. So all you yeah. do is you look for shitty food. Yeah. You look for horrible TV. Mm-hmm. You look for booze. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. just what you do. But a lot of times, you're like not even, like I said, wherever the condo is, there, there's no stores around. Oh, no. So, so you're trying to... You know, you're trying to medicate yourself with something, anything that's at the Seven Eleven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. The, what is your go-to Seven Eleven pick? I have mine. Dude, what is it? It's the tuna sandwich on wheat. Ooh, they just, have them. They're like super packed uh, up and they're super soft. People, people get shady on them, but just check the date. You're good. And then do, I either do, I'll get like a raspberry snapple iced tea, and then it's either going to be a half can of sour cream and onion Pringles, uh, sour cream and onion. Um, Friday's potato skins, <laughs> pizzeria combos. Oh yeah. Okay. Or French onion um sun chips. And then I'll get either like a Twix or a, a Kit Kat or a thousand grand bar. That's like my when I was, you know, on the road and doing exactly right, that, right, that's yeah. my go to to come back to the I mean, boom, I get a little bit of everything. Sports center goes on. Yeah. I'm feeling your pizzeria combos, man. Yeah, that's an East Coast tight, thing. Bro. I love combos. You have combos on the West Coast? They're here. They're here, yeah. They are? Okay. <laughs> They're everywhere. Really? I don't eat that crap 7-Eleven's the same. I haven't stepped into 7-Eleven in I don't know how long. You eat pretty good? Yeah, I eat really healthy. Yeah. Even on the road, how I long? eat really healthy. I've been a vegetarian for almost 20 years. Oh, you're a vegetarian? Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell me that before? Yeah, you want to get out of here? I know, but what reason? Is it because you like animals, or you just it's, uh, you think it's good for your Because health? I'm this age, and I'm looking this good? Yo. Yeah, you do look good. All right. Mm-hmm. It's not the <clears> surfing? <throat> what? Don't what? look at my stomach, you <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Fielder's a vegetarian. Uh, who's that? Of course, you don't know sports. Cecil Fielder's son. He weighs like 270. He's huge. Oh, does yeah. he play also? Yeah, he jacks homers and he batted. Yeah, but baseball's like fishing, man. You don't have to be in shape. No. Are you out of your mind? Man, I've seen a lot of fat baseball players. Can you name the only baseball player that's also in, who's in the Hall of Fame, who's also in the Fly Fishing Hall of Fame? Probably can't. Hold on. Ooh. You don't even know sports. How are you? But gonna- my brother's a, a fly fisherman guide up and down oh, the Yellowstone. Oh, so he's he'll, he he might have mentioned this to you one yeah, time yeah. in passing. Yeah, I'm trying to think what Raleigh Fingers. No, do you know? I don't, but I want to say he's also. I want to say catfish hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Not just because of catfish, uh, no, but I think no, he looks I, like a guy that would be fly fishing. No, Ted Williams. No big deal. You don't even know who Ted Williams is. Oh. 
black? Boston. No. 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 Greatest right. city ever His head's in a cryogenic. They decapitated his head, yeah, and it's what? frozen somewhere like yeah. in Arizona. You're talking about Walt Disney. No. Is he, is he the same, too? That's what they say, but... Can, I, can we talk about Earth 2.0? Do you even know about this? No. Uh, wait, hold on. There's a frozen head? Yeah, there's a number of them, dude. It's no big deal. <laughs> you have a, the... They, you have the ability to either freeze your head or freeze your whole body. It's cheaper to freeze your head, so they think that by the time that science comes around, you'll be able to reattach your head. And then... Well, you have like a brand new body with a super old head. <laughs> this guy looks like shit, but Dan, he can run. <laughs> he looked like that, that guy in those airplane magazines that's real buff, but he's really old. Oh, yeah, that, that, <laughs> that, that creepy old guy. Like magazine, yeah, the in-flight magazine guy. Yeah. He's got a ripped body of a 22-year-old. He looks like your grandfather from the neck up. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's all because he, 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 inversion. You ever seen that guy? Like, have we seen that commercial? No, I haven't seen the inversion. great. What, where you hang yourself upside they, down? Yeah, he, but he invented this one where you get in and, and you lean back and he hangs upside down and he says, I feel great like this. And at the very end, to show that he feels great, he decides to jump and he literally has an inch and a half vertical leap. It's the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really like showing, look, and look what I can do. And he's like, ah, just stay on the ground. Buddy. These are the That's things it. you investigate when you're on the road. Oh, yes, I know, man. Exactly. Have you guys ever done to a, a, a sensory deprivation tank? No. No. Another thing. What? You did that? Yeah. You can do it in Venice. Where? But like, I did it in Venice uh-huh. because Joe Rogan's a huge fan of it. Right, right. And then he, Rory Scoville heard about it because right. he was on the road and he, I don't know, he came back and was like, hey, we should go to this. I heard about this. And so we went to it and you get in a tank. There's no light. It's pitch black. There's no sound. And you get into warm salt water. So you float. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can float yeah, yeah. and you dip your ears back in it and you just stay in there and you meditate and you like you don't know you have no sense of time you have no sense of anything right is it just salt water is there anything else high density salt water oh high you density know? you know it's not like there's Morton's in there you know what I mean <laughs> 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 how long were you in more? there I was in there 45 minutes you just see colors and you, you just, enjoy it you try to meditate it? no for me it was a little like it was, I mean, I feel like maybe it's something you get into, but it was just like forcing it a little bit for me. I was just like, ah, what's going on here? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It was all right, but I didn't do it again. Then hmm. you didn't see colors or anything? Like that? Yeah, maybe to? I saw colors. I you don't know why. You, you didn't we, change your life? Have you? Are you watching Making a Murderer? I am. At, I'm on episode four, so don't ruin it. Okay. I watched, well, if, I watched episode one. Okay. Right. I'm on episode eight, but you're like the cops being like, you sure you didn't see colors? That's not something. <sighs> tell me you saw colors. Like, like colors? But like, you saw colors? You colors? No, nah, I didn't see it. Purple. Tell me you saw purple. <laughs> yeah. Literally how these guys. Yeah, it's so, it's so <laughs> terrible. It's, it's so, in, in, like, and my wife was like, this is, I don't like this. I don't like the way it's, they're playing it out. It's like a reality. And then like episode four, she's like, oh my God, this is the best. Dude, no lie. What? My wife, the same thing. She goes from, we're watching it, and she'll just be sitting there. And this is, I don't know if it's because we're comedians and we pay attention to everything, mm-hmm. but like she'll sit there and text or like answer an email like while the show's on and then then be done with it and look. And she'll be like, oh my God, look at this. And I'm like, what are you talking? <laughs> you just were, te- now you're, you need to shout <laughs> in disapproval. Well, just shut up. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Just, but, just watch. Yeah. So I'm excited to see the rest of it. Oh, wait till... Uh, don't, don't. Here's another thing. On the road, do you see movies? I always yeah. tell myself I'm going to, and I don't. Because you have to go to matinees. Right. Yeah. yeah you? Are you a yeah. big movie guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I binge watch Netflix when I go oh. on the road. That just means you're in the hotel. Yeah. You know what I did last, last time I was on the road? Second to last time I was on the road? Had a weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I had been pitching a TV idea, mm-hmm. and I sold it, and they were like... But waiting, like they were just like waiting for questions. And my my agent says to me, he's like, well, did you write the script on this? And I'm like, no, why? Should I? And he's like, no, nah, that's okay. And I'm like, wait, are you telling me I should have a script written? And he's like, no, I'm just saying it'd be better if you did. It's not a big deal. I'm like, all right. Next day, got up, ordered room service. It was Ooh, one of those gigs. Fancy. It was a room yeah, service. Wow. It was, have you done um, in um, Coronado Island, Laugh Factory? Oh, no, no, oh, yeah, no. not yet. <laughs> Dude, it's like a resort. Yeah, yeah. They have room service. You're on the island. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They give you, you get paid, then they give you a per diem that you can spend every day. What? There's a Starbucks there. So I literally got room service for breakfast, sat at the desk, and wrote for four hours straight and wrote the pilot. 
then went, hopped in the pool, came back, showered, and then went out to dinner on the property before I went to my show. I felt fucking amazing. Gee, man, that's that's the kind of gig that people think we do every night of the week. Yes. No. That's yeah, the kind of, of course. Gig. Yeah. Those are the gigs that keep you in the game. Right. That's, yeah. You know, if you've constantly got, you know, these shit gigs, bang, where you're just getting the, you know, getting it knocked out of you, you would never continue. You're like, where's the... Yeah, where's the know? payoff? Yeah. Where's the fun? No, I know. Well, that's the one. Let me tell you what the payoff was. Here's the deal, though. Unbelievable setup. The shows sucked. Oh, really? Really? Sucked. I mean, it was like you're at a resort, and you know, and you're not like George Lopez. That's who's drawing there. And you're you're probably, it's probably a bunch of rich people. Yeah, it was crazy town. It was crazy. It just was not. I would think like some of the locals that live on that island would. Like, come see the show. No, it's like, and you looked at every week, it was like George Lopez, Kevin Nealon, like huge names. I was a fill-in. They called me like three weeks before, like, right. hey, can you do this? And I was like, yeah. And, you know, the best thing was just getting away from like the kids. Like, I'd be like, oh, I could sleep in and not worry about it. But then I, then I wrote that thing and it was, and it was, ended up being the best. But I saw Hateful Eight. Right. This was going to be my whole movie thing. Uh-huh. And I have a gag I like to do to people where like, I pretend I'm on the phone and I'll start talking about the person that's right next to me, but I do it loudly. You right, know what right. I mean? <laughs> I do something like right. that. So I'm with this guy and we go into the bathroom before we're going to go see the movie. You know, and Kurt Russell's in the movie. So we go in and there's like tons of dudes using urinals. So I just pull out my phone. I'm like, hey, man, nah, we just left. Not nah, suck, dude. Kurt Russell died in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> All right, I'll call you later. And then I left hoping that he hear it and be like, oh my God, that's fucking hilarious. And everyone else can be like, what the fuck? What? Right, right, like right. trying to pee. And so we get outside. I'm talking to one of the other guys I'm with and this dude comes out like pissed, pissed. steaming. Right. <laughs> and he just walks up to us and we're like, what's going on? He's like, fucking guy just ruined the movie in there. Some guy just, I'm not going to tell you guys, I don't like total spoiler alert right before the fucking movie, dude. I'm pissing. Guy drops this thing and I go, dude, that was me, bro. And he goes, what? I go, yeah, Kurt Russell, 15 minutes. And he goes, oh, dude, I was so mad. I was like, I got to finish to see who this fucking guy is. <laughs> but that's the kind of shit you got to do to entertain yourself. That's hilarious. That's uh, Man, that's that's ballsy. That dude could turn around and Somebody well, else, any of those people. Somebody will F yeah. you up, man. But that's what you do. You just walk, like when there's a huge movie and everyone's waiting in line, you just walk down past the line on the phone like you don't even see them. <laughs> no, dude. The whole movie sucked. You know, and then drop a spoiler. I, that's not true. I was, I did a gig, what was it, last night, two nights ago, and it, and it was late, but it wasn't late, like so late that I couldn't stop by the bar and have a drink and then go to bed. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I stopped by the bar, and it's a bar around the corner from my house, and I had a drink, and I know the bartender's there. And, and Wait a minute. Over here? Yeah, that dive over yeah, there. Dude, yeah, dude, that Maybe, place, I've always wanted to go yeah, there. Yeah, that place smells always. Don't they have, like, dancing and stuff? No, they think, no, it's called uh, dining, no, dancing and cocktails right. is, is <laughs> They're but, low, and like, there's no dancing at all, and cocktails is a strong word, and it always <laughs> smells like deviled eggs. Do they have deviled eggs? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's disgusting, dude. So it smells like your car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I went there and there were three guys talking about making of a murder or whatever it's called. Oh yeah. And the guy and the guy's like, and then and and I just and I went, Whoa, some of us haven't seen it. Some of us are on uh, on episode four. And the dude you would have thought I just insulted his daughter. Like he st- stopped and looked at me and just glared at me. I said, I can move to the other side of the bar. <laughs> Did you? And I walked around the other side of the bar. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was pissed. He was pissed. Well, he's telling the whole thing loudly. Yeah. He's pulling a Jay Larson to actually somebody, though. But he was doing it for reals. Yeah, yeah, for reals. Fuck that guy. <laughs> you had a story you wanted to tell us. Um, I have a couple. Somebody's kidnapping my child out there. I think it might be your wife. Okay. Your wife. I don't think anyone could kidnap your child. Yeah. It'd have to be Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Who? <laughs> LT, come LT, on! He played for the Giants. Son. I grew up in Jersey. I'm not that much. Uh, cocaine, of right? <laughs> LT was uh, Giants, right? Yeah, he was Giants. Yeah. Um, my go, my go to football reference is uh, Terrell Owens. What do you mean? If I ever uh, need a punchline for uh, with a with an athlete, it's Terrell Owens. Just say Terrell Owens, and you think that say To? Yeah, no, just say Terrell Owens. All right. I do it. I used to do a joke about my wife wearing a, a nose strip to bed, and I said it was like going to bed with Terrell Owens. There you go. Bam. I, I you know. But he didn't. He Are reti- you a sports guy? Did he mm-hmm. retire like twenty years ago or something? Not twenty, but he's retired. He is right. retired. I have to update that reference if I ever do that joke again. It's yeah. You should. 
It's stupid too because that guy's the second, like third best wide receiver to ever play the game, and everyone just looks at him like a joke because he yeah. was such a little bitch and would complain all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. Because of the cocaine? No, he didn't do cocaine. That was Lawrence Taylor. <sighs> he was like a physical specimen, T.O. He'd held a press conference in his front yard doing sit ups <laughs> with no shirt on. You know what he couldn't do? Breathe through his nose because he wore a nose strip. He, you know, he was getting the most out of everything he had. He was an overachiever, man. Getting yeah. all that oxygen in. Yeah, okay. To make get the machine to run. <laughs> so that's the only real. Uh, and every once in a while, I'll use the phrase cause, "call an audible." Call an audible. Yeah. And other than that, zilch. And when we used to, Gary and I used to uh, co-host Bill Ingvall's radio show. Oh yeah. And when Bill wasn't there, Gary get pissed because he couldn't talk about baseball. I couldn't. Baseball. <laughs> Who's your team? Dodgers. Angels. Angels. Really? Yeah. Angels. Who's your team? The Red Sox. Yeah. They play at Foxborough? God. No, they play at Fenway Park, dude. The greatest ballpark in the history of baseball. No, please. (laughs) Wait a minute. You're just upset because Dave Henderson hit a home run off Donnie Moore? No, no, no. no. I'm not not upset at all. I would tell you right now. Donnie Moore was. He killed himself over it. Donnie Moore killed himself? After Dave Henderson hit a home run off him. I I was lucky enough. Engvall had season tickets, box seats, and I got to go to a lot of games, and I got to see a lot of the fans. Mm-hmm. From the other teams, and the Red Sox fans were the biggest dicks. Why? <laughs> oh, they just—they were—they weren't—they were worse than. Uh, There's more New York. Sox they were worse there. than Yankee fans. Here's the thing: Yankee fans is like, yeah, we beat you. Red Sox fans are like, we fucking beat you. They're they're like in your face about it. It yeah, was I was bad. like, yeah, was, I'm not like that. No, no. no I mean, I just like every to go team see a has game. That. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, yeah, every of course. Team has Idiot you know what's funny is stuff, I used to so. shit on Yankee fans to people because I, I went to Yankee Stadium one time and and I was there with my friend Robin who didn't know anything about baseball and David Ortiz was up and I go, oh, David Ortiz. I was just like filling in on everything. I'm like the best. This guy's the best clutch hitter in all of baseball. And this guy turns around and goes, you think he's better than Alex Rodriguez? And I go, as far as clutch ball players go, yeah, dude, yeah. I think he much definitely is. And he goes, you're out of your mind. And I'm like, you're delusional. And then, boom, David Ortiz hits a home run. <laughs> and I go, pretty clutch, bro. And I was like clapping, you know. <laughs> and I had this like talk with someone like about Red Sox fans versus Yankee fans. And I'm like, dude, Yankee fans are freaking animals. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this guy goes, my friend went to a Red Sox game with a Yankee hat on and someone ripped it off her and lit it on fire. <laughs> and I was like... All right, that's that's maybe maybe that's not the best. <laughs> maybe we have a winner here. Just like maybe, you, maybe discussion over. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe I don't even want to get into that. But uh, yeah, that's I, too but, bad. but Angel fans, we're the biggest pansies in, in the world oh, yeah. of anything. Yeah. I mean, we they people give up their box seats when they're playing the the Red Sox because they can sell them for they can sell cash. them for like oh, really? yeah, that's yeah. not pansy. That's smart. No, well, it's not it's pansy. Uh, it is. Smart. It's a Disney you ballpark, and they had a monkey that was the their rally monkey. <laughs> the oh, worst, that was the rally monkey. I thought that was the Dodgers. Yeah. Their center fielder was a punter in college, Darren Ernstead. He was oh. also like all he was like all American punter at Nebraska. I was going to say our center fielder now is Mike Trout. Oh, Mike so Trout is the best. I would have his the best. I saw you too at that. He venue. is the real deal, baby. <laughs> he is man. Oh. I saw you too at Angel Angel Stadium, right out in center field. That's, probably that's cool. I don't know. I, I'm, you're fucking boring me to sleep over here with this fucking baseball talk. So one time I was doing a road gig in New York. New York, New York. You ever been state or city? No, the city. Okay. Um, but it was like one of those gigs. I'm like, oh, I'll just stay at my buddy's house and I'll just see if I can get per diem for the hotel. You know what I mean? You ever done that? No. Explain. Like it. you know, like a club yeah, puts a you club up in a hotel yeah. and you're like, oh, I don't need the hotel. Let's see if we can get money on that side oh, okay. instead of getting the hotel. So I was just staying with my buddy. So I roll in, I go see him. He lives on like the Lower East Side and I go meet him in the afternoon and the gig was like two nights away, but I was doing like, an, I was like, oh, I'll do other shows for that gig. It was like, a, I was doing like some corporate gig, right? which are the best. People hate them. I've had bad corporates and good corporates. This was a good, I was like literally hosting an event and got paid crazy money for, I'm like, guys, anytime you want me to come back. <laughs> right. um, Do you so, have to wear a suit? Yeah, I had yeah. to wear a tux. Oh, a tux? Tux. Do you have to rent it? Yeah. Or did they rent it for you? No, I rented it. All right. But it was like 120 bucks. I came up from D.C., rented it, rented in D.C., took the train up, stayed at my buddy's, did a show in Brooklyn that night, stayed at his house, did the gig the next night, went out to dinner with him, went back to D.C. So I'm there, and that, that night, the night before, I'm doing a show in Brooklyn, and so I go to see him beforehand. He gives me a key to the front of the building, key to his key to his place. I go to Brooklyn to go do the show. 
Then I'm coming back to see him. We're going to go out to dinner, right? So I get back. It's about 11.15. Go in the building. Go up one flight of stairs, down the hall. Up a flight of stairs, down the hall. There he is, apartment eight. Get to the door, and the key to the door doesn't work. So he gave me the right key downstairs. It was just the wrong key upstairs. So I knock on the door because it's the wrong key, you know? And like all my friends, I don't know about you guys, but any friend I have who's not a comedian thinks they're a comedian. And he comes to the door and he's like, who is it? You know, and I'm like looking through the peephole and I'm like, it's me, dude. Open the door. The keys, keys not working. He goes, nobody home. And I go, all right, dude, I open the door, man. Come on. And like this couple comes by like with groceries and I'm like, how you doing? Like, I, I trust me. I know him. And I'm like, come on, dude, this is ridiculous. The key's not working. Like I'm holding him. He's like, go away. No one's here. So I kick the door a couple times. Like, let's go, dude. Come on. I'm not, you know, like well, let's this go is eat. late at night, right? It's 1115. Right. So then I sit there and I'm just like, all right, let me just let him enjoy his moment. He and his girl are probably like laughing about it. So I just sit back and I wait like 30 seconds and I'm like, I'll wait 30 seconds and then I'll knock and be like, come on. Like you got it. 30 seconds. I wait. And then I hear him making a phone, like a fake phone call, you know, kind of like I like to, like to do. Yeah. And he's going, there is man at my door. He has key. He's kicking door in. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, this is stupid now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not buying that you're calling the cops right now. And he's like, you must come now. He's kicking. He has key. Now, I have certain Jason Bourne-like instincts <laughs> as a comedian. And when I remember coming up there that day with my bags, I and I came up the I went upstairs down the hallway up the stairs the banister there I remember like putting my hand on it and taking the corner and it was like a loose banister top right and so I'm sitting there I'm like what if I'm in the wrong building like what if this what's the chances I'm just in the wrong building I'm like go check that banister top and if it's not loose you're in the wrong building so he's doing his police call thing I just walk down check the banister not loose. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, shit. And it's like, I'm not afraid. I don't know why I'd be afraid of him. Right. But it's just like, I'm in the wrong place. You know, I'm not supposed to be there. It was just scary. So I sprinted down the stairs, down the hallway. And as I'm about to go down the second set of stairs, I hear his door like opening. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, you know, like you're like in the dark and your friends start running. Right. So I get outside and I look at the building and right next to this door front is another door front. They're both painted red. It's the same thing. I'm like, oh my God, go with the key works. Worked in both doors. That's the weirdest part yeah, that, that the say, key worked in both doors. I'll get to it. Oh, I know oh, it really? is weird. Okay. So I go sprint up the stairs down the hallway, sprint up the stairs down the hallway, key in the door works, opens it up. I'm st- out of breath. I'm, my buddy's there and I, I come barreling in like Kramer and he's like, what's going on? I'm like, <laughs> You're not going to believe what just happened. And he's like, what is going on? I'm like, dude, I just went to the wrong apartment. And he goes, what apartment do you go to? It's eight. I'm like, I went to eight. And he goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, in the building next door. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, dude. And there's some old guy in there. I don't know if he's Russian or Yugoslavian, (laughs) but there's some old dude. And he called the cops on me because I was kicking his door. And he goes, why were you kicking his door? I'm like, because I thought it was you, you fucking jackass. And I go, how did, and he goes, no way. And I go, dude, I'm telling you, I was kicking the door. I was like yelling to him, like to cut the shit. I had a key. I'm waving the key in the keyhole. And he's like, no way, dude. We go into his bedroom and we look out the window. He, this girl's in there. Two, two cruises out front with the lights spinning. Really? So he called the cops. Yeah, yeah. And they showed up and we're just, now they're losing it. We're dying. They're laying on the bed. We're rolling around. And I go, how did the key work? And he's like, I don't know. He goes like, you know what? The super for our building is the super for that building. He might just have all the same keys to make it easier. You know what I mean? Like it might just be the same lock on both buildings, right? So I'm like, I don't know, man, whatever. He's like, well, let's just wait for the cops to leave and then we'll go eat. And I was like, all right. So the cops leave. We walk down the street, go to this place called Little Frankie's. Shout out to Little Frankie's, one of my favorite restaurants. It's one of our sponsors. Yep. Thank you so much, Little Frankie's. (laughs) Check them out at Sauce, Little Frankie's, Frank, and Supper. He's got four spots. And he does this spaghetti limone that I love. So I get the spaghetti limone. And then... Wait, what's limone? I'm Italian. I should know this. Spaghetti limone. All he does is he puts... You cook the spaghetti. Mm. And then in the pan, he puts butter and then squeezes one lemon 
like a half a lemon. Oh, limone. Oh, okay. yeah. And then the half a lemon he leaves in there, and then he like whips it like super fast so it emulsifies into like a creamy sauce, mm-hmm. and then just covers the shit out of a parmesan. It's oh, super simple and good, super amazing. A little pasta it. water in there too. Okay, thicker. great. I love the. Hey, wait a minute. I'm Italian, but you don't know what limone is. <laughs> Didn't he play for the Dodgers? Anyone who's not Italian. <laughs> Who Johnny Limone? Johnny Limone, one of the best first basemen in Dodger history, okay. man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the spaghetti limone. We're drinking whiskey, talking about how hilarious that I went in there, just catching up. I get the panna cotta. He does a nice vanilla panna cotta, which I love. Wait a second. Great. I'm Italian. What's panna cotta? Panna cotta. <laughs> it's like flan. <laughs> so, I know what it's is. like 12.45 now. Maybe, tw- yeah, 12.45, almost one. And the, the bartender who we know is like, hey, guys, the kitchen is closing. Do you want anything? I'm like, yeah, let me get another spaghetti limone. So I get another spaghetti limone because I'm, you know, I'm trying to eat well as healthy as well and i'm vegetarian <laughs> and we have a couple more whiskeys lemons are vegetarian lemons are vegetarian. <laughs> vegetarian get back to his place at 130 1 in the morning okay and it's summertime so we're out front he's smoking a cigarette we're calling our buddy down in atlanta to catch up you know we're drunk so his back is to the building i'm facing him while he's on the call smoking a cigarette and he's like swaying back and forth and we're talking like to our buddy he's on the phone but i'm telling him things to say he's telling me things back and all of a sudden, as like he's swaying, like when he would come to his left over his right shoulder, I just saw this like little dude in like a white t-shirt and like big bottle cap glasses and like slick back like salt and pepper hair. But he was short and stocky, you know what I mean? And I was like, what the fuck is this guy? This guy's just staring at me, like ready to fight. And like <laughs> must have been in his 60s, maybe 70s, just staring at me. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy's deal? And I'm a little drunk, you know, so I'm like, just looking at him and then Jason would pop into frame and I'd be like, oh yeah. And then I'd see him again. I'm like, what is this guy's deal? And then like, I'm hearing the voice of that guy behind the door and it just fits this guy's right. description. Oh, it's that guy behind the door. I don't know, okay. but it looks who I heard behind the door. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh. and I look at Jason. I'm like, I think that's the guy. And he's like, what? I'm like, I think that's like, I'm wearing the same thing I had on before. You know what I mean? If I am the guy and he is the guy, he's looking at me like, oh, this is the dude. And I mean, it's late, dude. It's like 1.30, 1.45. So Jason gets off the phone and I, and the guy's literally 15 feet away from me. And I go, should I go say something? He goes, yeah, you got to. So I walk right up to him and I go, hey, man, you live in apartment eight? <laughs> Which is a little creepy <laughs> if it is him. You know what right, I mean? Right, like, right. who's coming there with like, and if, and if I was the guy and now I'm asking him again and he doesn't say anything. He just looks at me and I go, do you ma- do you know me? Was I at your door earlier? I had the key trying to get in your place. Like, Even creepier if it's him. <laughs> He doesn't say anything. Now, I have to hear him say something if I'm going to know that it's him. You know what I mean? Because he has such a distinct voice. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't say anything. Just stares at me. I look at Jason. I'm like, dude, do you believe this? Like, now I'm talking like the guy's not even there. And I go, bro, apartment eight. Remember me? I was at your door like two hours ago. Now I'm just assuming it's him. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just telling him he's the guy. (laughs) The guy says nothing. I turn to Jason. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And as I turn to Jason, he just, this guy just bolts across the street goes down to First Avenue and then crosses the street and goes in like a pizza place. And I look at Jason. I'm like, dude, what is going on? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, should we wait? And he's like, yeah, we got to wait. We got to wait for him to come back. <laughs> so like 50, we just hang out there. He's having cigarettes. 15 minutes later, my buddy Jason goes, dude, dude. And the guy is across the street, like in the shadows, like just hiding, like up against the fence behind a tree. And we're like, what is going on? And within... 30 seconds of us seeing him, a cruiser pulls up and two cops get out of the car coming right at me. Oh no. Grabbing their batons, like their, you know, billy clubs or whatever. And I and I just start laughing and I go, pretty sure I know why you're here, guys. <laughs> and they come out and I'm like, did this now this guy comes over, he's standing with them. I'm like, did he call you? I tried to get a news apartment. I had a key. Did he tell you all that? And the guys are like, yeah, what's going on? I'm like, here's the deal, man. And my buddy Jason's like on it, and he's got right. his ID out with his address. And I'm like, I went into the wrong building. They're both apartment eight. I went into his building thinking it's blah, blah, blah. And I think these cops must have been on the first call because they got like huge smiles on their face. And they're like thinking, because that guy was probably losing his shit. Little do they know, it's just this drunk dude <laughs> who's in the wrong building, you know? And this guy was probably like thinking people coming to murder him. Right. Like, yeah, not yeah. only was I trying to knock his door down with my kick it in, I had a key. Like I had a key to his home. That's what he thinks. Like, who the fuck has a key to my home? <laughs> and why is he telling me? So the guys turn to the guy and they explain it. He still hasn't said anything. 
And I go, all right. And like, I'm looking at the guy. I'm like, are we, you, you know what I mean? Is everything good? And the cops are like, yeah, you're good. I'm like, so I'm good to go. And they're like, yeah. And I look at the guy. I'm like, are you all right? Are we good? Doesn't say anything. And I'm like, all right. So Jason and I just like walk back. Like we're like kind of bummed. We'd like, it was like such a letdown. And then the guy goes, let me ask you one question. <laughs> Like, dude, it's something on Prince's Bride, and we're like, yeah, dude. Like, we turn around, like, anything you want, you can ask. And he goes, did my landlord send you? And I I was so, like, blown back and, had, and a little drunk. I wish I had said something different, but I was like, no, man. Like, first of all, no one's getting sent anymore. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. what are we in yeah. tombstone? No one's being sent. <laughs> what do you, why would someone be sent for you? And what kind of shady shit do you have going on? Yeah. That he would. And I said, no, but I, I wish I had been like, you fucking know we did and watch your fucking back <laughs> because he still thought something was going on. What do you think he's running from? I don't know, man. Or like, hiding. From. I don't know if he's like trafficking. Right. You know what I mean? Or, you know, who knows? But I can just like picture him in there like, you know, living like a like a Tennessee Williams play in there. You know, just like one table with a light and like four mixed matching chairs, and yeah. he's just sitting there like a tile floor with like a yellow fridge, and it's super hot in there. Why was your first assumption trafficking? I don't know. I think that happens a lot with the Eastern Bloc. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty dark place. Haven't to you ever go. seen Taken? Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah. Liam Neeson's. Neeson's. See Taken two, Taken three. Yeah. You ever seen that Keen Pill sketch? No. With Liam Neeson's? No. It's like when they both play valets and they, they get like super excited. Like they're just being valets and they're like, You see that you see that movie Taken? And then like one but oh, but Taken though? But Liam Neeson's? Man, Liam Neeson's though. But like Taken and like they just get fucking crazy excited about everything. <laughs> Here's something that you would that you're you'd be surprised uh, to find out about Murray. I love their football sketch with the names. Oh my god, it's insane. It's hilarious. Yeah. They're great. I don't like football. You don't? You don't like sports at any all? No, I'm a big sports guy. <sighs> Your kid's going to get picked. We w- I know, totally. My kid's going to. Murray's that guy at the Super Bowl party when the commercials come on. He's like, like yeah, oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> and you're like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, I don't want to see any of my friends making money. That's another thing I hate on the road. Sitting in a crappy hotel. Oh, my God. Fucking Jamie Kaler's on some sort of Dodge commercial or Mike Siegel or, you know, seeing well, all fuck these. Fuck that. They're on TV shows. People are hosting three people that are comedians that we know were fucking presenting at the People's Choice Awards last night. Who? Chris D'Elia. Really? Presenting. Adam Devine presenting. Oh, I didn't Adam know Devine used to be the door guy at the Hollywood yeah, Improv yeah, yeah. back when you were headlining. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, weird. I don't know who else was there, but those two. I'm sure Kumel Nanjiani was there. I'm oh, sure yeah. TJ Miller was there. Oh, yeah, TJ, definitely. <sighs> I mean, who else is better than us? <laughs> I don't watch the list. The list is long. <laughs> it's a long yeah. list. We don't have time. I just follow. In- I'm going to have to stop get, get off Instagram because I see all people's shit, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyway, that right. story's anticlimactic, though, huh? No, I like, I like it. I think it would have been great if he he's staring at you. You can't tell if it's you, and he just pulls out a peephole and looks through <laughs> it and goes, "Oh, it is him. It is the guy. <laughs> is this the guy? He can't really tell." And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's him. Sets his phone to fish eye. <laughs> <laughs> looks just like him. We got time for one more. One more. Yeah, um, I thought you said you had two. We don't have to. No, I do. I think I've told it before, but it doesn't matter. We don't care. Right. Um, I, oh, we're also, I should tell my listeners, we're also recording for something else also. So we're kind of doing a two-in-one thing here. So if I'm not chiming in a lot. One, why. you're welcome. And two. <laughs> <laughs> to the listener, you're welcome. <laughs> and three, you're done. <laughs> uh, Alaska. Have you done a Speaking I of Alaska. Alaska. We, you have? Yeah. Where? I did. I've done it twice. I did. I've done a, a USO stuff up there, okay, in the military bases. But then I did one run with Danny Viapondo, and we did. Um, Look whose name dropping now? Seriously, <laughs> we did Nome, Barrow, Barrow, yeah, Ketchikan, and Anchorage. I think were they good gigs? No. no, were they like bar bar shows? Bar gigs, yeah. The one in Nome was a bar gig, and Danny and I were just were. He'll headline one night, and then I'll headline the next yeah. night. So he went on that night first and said to the people, did his set, and then he goes, all right, let's bring on the next guy. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, 
He's a very funny guy. You've seen him on this and this, but here's what you really need to know. He loves Jägermeister. Gary, Gary Brightwell, like this. <laughs> and I don't up. have, I kid you not, I don't have two jokes out of my head. Five shots of Jägermeister. Yeah, that's, how sure. that's how you All do it. That's how you All they want to do is get you trashed. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. All they want to do is give me salmon. They're like, give me salmon. <laughs> I swear to God. They're like, anyone give you fish? And I'm like, no. Nah. They're like, I'll bring you some fish tomorrow. And they brought me fish to take home. I go up there with Freddie Lockhart. And we were doing this gig, and like I, we first thing we do, we get in, we land, and it wasn't the pay wasn't great, but we heard it wasn't going to be great. We just heard they're going to like they're going to treat you like family. So as soon as we get there, they're like, "You guys have had reindeer sausage?" They're like, "No, like oh, we're taking you out right now. Take you out right now to breakfast." So they take us out to breakfast. We get back. We did a show that night, and normally there's like a condo above this bar that you stay in, but it was like the heat was out. This isn't Chil- Chilkoots, is it? I don't know Chilkoot Charlie's. Might be. Okay. It's two nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be. Isn't that in Kodiak? I don't know. I think oh. this was in Anchorage. Okay. okay. But so then like they usually stay above the bar, but the, there was no heat there, so they put us in a hotel. So we do the first night, go back to the hotel. Next day, they take us up in a Cessna. Oh. Okay. Where Air, we do, That's an airplane. Yes, it is. Yeah. Where we do zero gravity dives. You ever done those? No. I have done those. I didn't know we were doing them. Freddie's up in the front on the headset. They both had headsets, not me. I'm just back there like videotaping out the window, and all of a sudden the plane goes up and then shoots down, and you can throw like a pencil in the air, and it floats. There's like mm-hmm. no gravity. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, guys. Did you pass out at all? No. I, I passed out. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I love that they just started doing it, not telling me, and I could have passed <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, I could have passed out. The other thing the guy did, which was crazy, we were going through the mountains. It felt like we were in Star Wars because you're like going in and out of mountains. There was like a landing strip, and he went down to the landing strip but never landed just so we could see how fast we were going and just went like by like houses and shit. Um, and then they took us to a minor league hockey game, and then we did a show that night. But we had time before the show, so we were like, why don't we go to that condo and we'll just hang out and watch TV and then we'll do the show and then we can hang out the condo afterwards and see if we hoping we meet some chicks or whatever. So we do the show, we come upstairs, and this couple and her girlfriend come up with us. And they're like, oh, you guys want to smoke some weed? We're like, yeah, we'll smoke some weed with you. So they bring the weed up. We're all hanging out, smoking weed, no big deal. And the girl, the couple, the girl says to the the husband, like, oh, we need to be getting home. You know, our, our daughter's at home. And we're like, oh, yeah, okay. And as we're, like, we're talking to them about their kid, we just hear, like, the other woman just, like, like banging on the table a little bit with a, like a lighter and we look down and like she looks like she's mashing up a piece of candy. Oh, I know what she's doing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like she's mashing up a piece of candy and I'm baked and I'm like, what's this chick just banging this piece of candy? You know, and I'm like kind of na- naive and Freddie Lockhart goes, is that Coke? And I turn to him. I'm like, oh shit, is she able to do Coke right here? And she's like, no, no, it's Oxycontin. Oh. And I was just like, oh, what? <laughs> like I'm thinking like Oxy, that's like hardcore. And she's like, yeah. She's like, I'm just going to knock this out before I drive these guys home. And she just blew two lines of Oxy and then drove, drove these people home. I like, I like how you're like, Coke was fine, but Oxy was hardcore. Well, like, I feel like... Oh, <laughs> that's, 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 that's hardcore. Coke doesn't come in a pill and then you snort it. Coke comes as Coke. And right. you're a Cokehead. You're doing Oxy? That's like a different level. That's like something prescribed by doctors and you're getting it and then you're manipulating into a new way of doing it. Yeah, plus you can just swallow it too. Yeah, okay. but she wanted it right to go to the head, man. All right. Take it to the head. That was all. <laughs> That's just an interesting way to see Alaska, don't you think? I just <laughs> Isn't think, it amazing then, though, like, like so you go on these, run, these, these gigs and then you just meet random strangers and you just, all right, let's go to your house. You don't know... You don't know anything about yeah, them. I no. was in I was in Florida with uh, Blake Clark doing uh, another name drop. Guys, all he knows. No, but we were just doing around. a club. We were doing, <laughs> and so we did our shows, and then we went drinking afterwards. And uh, we meet some people at the bar. They hadn't seen the show, but we're talking to them. Like, hey, we're gonna go back to our our place. Why don't you guys come with us? You guys are cool. We're like, oh, all right, cool. And we get in to rent a car. Mm-hmm. And we're driving, and then the guy was like, yeah, you got to make a left down here, and you make another left. Next thing you know, we're like on this dirt road in the glades in Florida, and I'm like looking around going, I don't really, and we get out of the car, and there's like a it's like, like a house on stilts way in the <laughs> corner with like one little flickering light, and I go, yeah, we're just going to go inside here like this, and we start to walk, and I just went, are we, are we? To Blake, I go, are we, are we doing this? Right. Are we going yeah. in with these people? And he goes, you don't think it's a good idea? <laughs> and I go, 
no. <laughs> and he goes, all right, let's go. And we just, something in my head was that, like, I don't, this doesn't feel fucking right. No, you know? man, did and they just, even say anything when you turned No, we were like, we're going to go. Uh, we just said, we're going right. to go. Yeah, there's definitely something just, going down. But it was like, <laughs> like was like, you think it's a bad idea? Like, yeah, you sh- you should have this. You, you been, you're in Nam, man. <laughs> you should know this. Plus, you're in Gator Country. I want to point that out. Exactly. You're in Gator Country. Guys, I want to thank you for coming by today. Yep. You're welcome. Thanks I for appreciate it. Uh, Jay lives, I could see his house from my window. That's oh. not true. Almost. Almost. If there wasn't a hill there, I could see it. True. And I never see it. I don't see enough. I know, but it's kind of nice, don't you think? Apparently, I like our friendship a little more than I you do. I guess so. No, this is this has been nice. <laughs> Plus, when you come over, you usually get a kick down for the baby. Oh, my God. This guy dials me in because his kid grows quicker than any other human being on Earth. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Car seats, strollers. What do you need? I'm yeah, taking yeah. his bed today. Nice. <laughs> you leave my kid's bed alone. <laughs> no, we got some stuff in the garage if you want to take a look at it. Uh, Jay, where can we find you? Uh, JayLarsonComedy.com. Jay Larson Comedy on all social media. Awesome. And the Crab Feast podcast every Tuesday. Check every out the thecrabfeast.com. I love it. I had a great time on it. You got your listeners are amazing. I probably have a bunch of listeners from doing that. So what's yeah, up, guys? Yeah, they're great fans. What's thanks up, for, guys? Uh, Feasters. Thanks for uh, listening over here. Gary, where can we find you? Um, I'm at uh, GaryBrettwellComedy.com and uh, Gary underscore Brightwell Twitter. At oh. Gary underscore Brightwell. Who's awesome. got the other one? Who's got the one with Some that? hump in England. <laughs> Some hump. <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's got like four tweets. Oh, wow. And a picture of his, his BMW X5 is all it, it's all it is. Yeah. Dude, you can have it for $500. Yeah. 5, Everybody hit that guy up on Twitter and tell him to shake that that address. Yeah. Shake yeah, it totally. to you. I don't need underscore in my life. <laughs> At Murray V on Twitter. Uh, uh, donation buttons up at roadstories.tv. Uh, the album's up there. Uh, if you donate, like I always say, if you're going to donate money, just buy the album. Donate. Get something back. There you go. You know? People need to donate more. And if you donate something big, let me know you'd like an album also. So let's say you want to donate 50 bucks. My album's only like 12 or 15. Donate 50 bucks. Say, hey, man, I'd love an album. Send it right Murray to Murray needs to buy something for his kid to later give to, give to Jay. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns And fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs And blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette Drunks in the front, making out for your set And middle acts doing blow, more missing merch And drive the rental car past another mega church And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon